Welcome back to the Shankly Sessions, the Liverpool podcast we bring you each and every week on the upper tier on YouTube. Head over there, smash that subscribe button now. Subscribe button and bell notification. Audio version short available through Google Podcasts, Amazon Music and Spotify. Joining me tonight for the match reaction, Liverpool 4, Shrewsbury 1 in the third round of the FA Cup. Dino, how are we, my man? Could not be better, my man. Kids getting the run out and smiling. Bobby Dazzler is back, baby. Good, good, good. Um, overall thoughts before we get into it. Obviously, a very tough game. Um, hard to put together a lineup. Uh, Peter Kravitz yesterday was talking in the press conference about how difficult the week it's been for the club, about management and players going down with the virus, um, having to train players at home in isolation, um, trying to put a team together, having to call players back off loan to make up numbers, all sorts of stuff. Um, so yeah, a very difficult uh, a week going into a cup tie like this, even though it was against Shrewsbury. I knew they'd give us a decent game. What was your overall thoughts? And um, just before we get into it, uh, Jurgen Klopp's post-match uh, little interview, he said, we thought we had a proper outbreak last week and it showed up. We actually just had a lot of fault, fault, lot, lot of false positives. Uh, Simon Jordan, I can't wait to hear what he has to say tomorrow because I, I smell a little bit of shit houseery there from Jurgen. Um, but yeah, we didn't know what to expect from the lineup today. You're going to get a lot of outside Liverpool fans talking about, but you had Van Dijk, you had Fabinho, Bobby Firmino came back in. Look, we haven't had a game in almost two weeks. We've got a massive game coming up during the week. We've got a massive late game coming up next week. You know, we kind of need to win, go on a long run now, wins. So the boy is getting a run out again. Robbo only back from injury. But uh, yeah, as I said, like a proud father. Um, you know how much I love watching into the academy set up and just looking at the lineup here, you know, Bradley, Martin, Dixon Bonner, absolutely buzzing to see him. I've been watching him for a couple of years now. Um, Elijah Dixon Bonner, he's going to be outstanding. I know he's 21, but, you know, getting that first smell of the first team now, you know, that's only... Mm. With a manager like Klopp and the players that are around and all, you, you, you sense that getting that first smell of first team action, it's only going to light the fire or put the gasoline on the fire and make you work that little bit, bit harder. But a uh, special mention for Coy Gordon, this guy is the future, man. This I'm telling you, this guy is the future. He's mm. absolutely outstanding. Youngest ever player to score at Anfield in the FA Cup for Liverpool. Second youngest player to ever score for Liverpool behind Ben Woodbourne. But um, some yeah. massive positives. But a shout out to Shrewsbury. Um, you know, they came out, no fear. Um, they scored that early goal. And me and you, were, we were kind of having the crack in the, the, in the group chat and saying, like, Force chance. So I threw a message into the WhatsApp group saying, "Geez, if, if the Bilkies took bets on opposition teams scoring their very first chance against Liverpool, I put money on it every week because it seems to be a regular occurrence." But kind of like the Liverpool of old, we conceded and then we kind of got our heads out of the, the sand and we we really tuned in and the boys done the business. Um, but just a special shout out for Coyd Garden. The, Mm. He's mature beyond his age, you know, to, to be that composed and settled and to pick the pick the spot to, to score his goal. It was just so like a proud dad for the for the boys. 
Yeah, and also Tyler Martin. Big shout out to Tyler Martin, who was slotted into midfield there. And it's been nearly seamless, really. You know, I mean, he's an exceptional talent, Tyler, there in the middle of the park. Doesn't look out of place at all. I think at times in the game today, I thought Bradley struggled a little bit. I think at times he could have went up the wing. He had space there and he could have put the ball in a little bit quicker. And at times he turned back and moved it back into the middle again, where we need those balls going into the box a lot quicker and stuff like that, you know. But that's, again, a lot of that stuff will come with experience and stuff like that over time. You know, these are young lads. Um, I thought uh, Max Voltman, I thought, was um, a little bit disappointing today. I mean, he didn't get a kick of the ball, I think, in the first half and was replaced. Um, was replaced on half time, wasn't he, by uh, Minamino? Um, didn't really set set the world alight when he came on either. No, but I mean, at least I mean, at least he had involvement. I mean, I can't think of three times where Max Voltman's name was even mentioned in the first half. I just no, think he I was think, he was crowded out, you know. I think I think you know Shrewsbury they 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 been doing well. I was looking at their the results for that. I think they they two yeah. they two bad results, and I think they've they've won three or four. And a draw in the last five game. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong on that. Mm. But you know, as we know, especially with the FA Cup, those those backlines, those teams in the lower leagues, around League One, League Two, they're tough, hard bastards, and they'd be looking at young lads coming in. And you can only yeah. imagine the stuff that was getting whispered into his ear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of it wouldn't you wouldn't be able to say this early in mm. the day on a podcast, but you can yeah. only imagine the shit like the shit house You know, I, mm. as it's common in, in all games, especially in the FA Cup. But you know he'll he'll learn from today. Obviously he'll learn from today. But mm. you know I was disappointed, and you see him getting whipped off, whipped off early. And like we seen Mason Greenwood during the week getting taken off, and we heard Darren like he, he's looking around. And he's like, I'm the only one who's kind of doing that up here. Why are you taking me off for? Yeah. Whereas with Waldman, he, Waldman he'll be kind of. I know I didn't get get a sniff of the ball, as you said, he wasn't mentioned really much in the first the first half at yeah. all. But again, that. That smell of the first team, like him, him getting a start today would have been as much a surprise to him mm. as it was to us. Yeah. So just getting that, the fact that Jurgen Klopp put his trust in him to start when he could easily have put Bobby in, you know. Yeah. It, 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 that speaks bounds for the, the, the how good this this like young lad is, and he's only a yeah. kid, you know. What I mean, the same with Connor Bradley, he was mm. very very disappointing today. You know, every time he got the ball, it was trust me, left foot and cut in. If you're gonna get, if you're gonna go far in this game, you need to be looking at the likes of what Trent does yeah. and what Andy Robertson does. Mm. And regardless if you're a left footer playing on the right side, you have to be hitting the wing. It's as simple as that. Yeah, it was just, it was just a very strange game. You know what I mean? In terms of, we we know when we make changes in the team, that the one thing we know about Liverpool is it's a system, and there's players put into different positions in the system, and when players are missing out of that system, the system kind of doesn't really work. And we know that. And that's the real problem for these young lads coming in. They're trying to come into a system. And yeah, they're coached from their level all the way up in this system. But again, they're used to playing with different players and they, they, they'd have a bit of a better understanding and stuff like that. I mean, I even thought Robbo today was very quiet. I mean, he didn't influence the game heavily either today. As you said, Minamino came on, didn't really do a whole lot more than often than not get the ball away. Um, but I just thought I just thought it was kind of like it was even though we ran out four one winners, it, it was kind of like if you look at that first half an hour, that first half an hour where we had a lot of the ball, we flattered to the save. And I often talk about us being purposeful in possession. You know, sometimes we look at matches, me and you get frustrated where we could have 80% possession, but we do nothing with it. 
we're just playing the ball side to side, back and back and back and all that kind of thing. And I just think if you're a young lad coming into the side, you get an opportunity like that. You need to create some sort of moments to solidify that opportunity. Like when Tyler Martin came into the side against AC Milan and he had an outstanding game, he created that moment. Like Coy Gordon, who was on today, he scored that goal, he created that moment. You know, for the likes of Bradley and stuff like that to really have an opportunity in the side, they have to grab these opportunities. They have to be thinking that way and create those moments, you know. But look, it's very difficult for everyone this week, and we understand that. That, like, you know. And I just, I just want to. We didn't mention him there, but Curtis Jones. I know he's Mm. only back after a long layoff. To me, Curtis Jones screams like he needs a full tease now on loan at another Premier League team. He's just—he looks so confused at times. Now I'm a massive fan of Cordis Jones we know the player that he can be mm. you know he comes up with that little bit of magic you know he has the, there are them games where you know he does put a shift in there was a little run there where he, he played really really bad for Liverpool and then he went on a little run of two or three games where he was kind of the standout player and just ask your opinion on, on Cordis Jones because for me it screams that he needs a season out on loan he, he lacks game time obviously but it just I think he yeah. needs a season out on loan at one of them low, like 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 Harvey Elliott, because we know the player that Cordis Jones can be. Yeah, I, I think the problem is if 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 we don't keep him around and we do put him out on loan, I sometimes look at our mid our midfield, and at times it can be electric, but at times it's very stagnant. I mean, you have Fabinho there in the holding role, and we know he can move forward and kind of create at times. But you look at you look flanking him, you have Keita who at times has looked okay, but there's injury issues there and has sometimes flatters to deceive. You look at Jordan, we know what Jordan's all about. We know Jordan's game. Occasionally he'll pop up and give that 30-yard ball through. That's unbelievable. More often than not, he's kind of sitting there solidifying the game as well. And I know this season he has pushed more forward, but I think in recent weeks, if you look at the last, say, four or five weeks, we haven't seen that drive forward from the midfield that we've seen in the first, say, eight to ten weeks of the season which would be concerning for me. So at times I think our midfield is a little bit stagnant. And I think when the likes of Jones comes in or Ox comes in, now we know there's issues with Ox as well. At times he holds onto the ball too long. He tries to do too much. He's trying to impress the gaffer too much. Doesn't lay the ball off in time or, you know, shooting from crazy positions. Very, very frustrating at times. But again, we know the quality that's there at times as well. Jones is very similar to that as well. And so far as he's really that only player that we bring on apart from Thiago, really, that has that kind of forward thinking. When he picks up the ball, he's looking forward and he wants to try and find a pass and he wants to move the ball forward. And that's the kind of thing at times that I think we really lack in mid- in midfield. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the solution to, to Curtis is. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's something that Klopp can figure out or something like that. I've seen him having words on today on the sideline during the game as well. Yeah. I think he it was more... He was like, fuck off with your game plan and yeah. fucking do something. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it was more, I think it was more a case of he was saying to him, Will you go out there and express yourself? We're playing Shrewsbury here, no disrespect to them, but go out there and put your stamp on the game. And I think after that, he kind of got into the game a little bit more. He was more on the ball, he was looking to make things happen and stuff like that. I think in the first half, he kind of drifted in and out of the game a little bit. At times he was in there, at times he wasn't. Um, He's got a massive opportunity now with Thiago looking yeah. at we're hearing word now that Thiago could be out for the rest of the season with a hip injury. Mm. Naby gone away and, you know, we don't know what Klopp's thinking is on Naby. When Naby is fit and he gets a little three or four game run, he's one of the best midfielders in the world. But again, he's made out of fucking one-ploy tissue and mm. he doesn't get really more than three or four games before he gets injured again. So 
with with Curtis coming back, you know, I'm not getting on the kids' case at all. We we know how good Curtis Jones could be. Harvey Elliott, I've been I've been raving about him for a long time. He had that run with Blackburn and he was absolutely phenomenal mm. in the championship. And as you said, the worry with Curtis Jones would be if he goes out on loan and he loses touch of what's ahead for him if he has a good season on loan, yeah. you know, and then just fall. Like Ravel Morrison was talked about. I'm not saying he's on that level. I'm not talking if he's better or worse than Ravel. I'm just using him as an example. Alex Ferguson said he was the best player with a football as he's ever seen. Now, I'm not saying Curtis Jones is at that level, but we know how good he can be. But going out on loan, you need to have that hunger and desire. Harvey Elliott went out on loan with a, with a massive, massive backing from Jurgen Klopp, who talked so highly of him. He went out, done the business. Blackburn fans, absolutely. Graham, one of my mates, is a Blackburn fan. Every week we were talking about how good Harvey Elliott was. And mm. then we started during the summer, and I was talking about how good this guy was going to be. Yeah. And then he had that horrible horrible injury against Leeds. He's back training now. He's coming in. So mm. maybe Cordes, Jorgen can put an arm around him and say, look, Cordes, you're not at the level that I need you to be. You're not at the level where people know you can be. Mm. You've got a massive, massive... He can go in now and put a shift in and make that position his own in front of Jor- Fabinho in front of the defence, Jordan Henderson doing mm. what we know we can do. And then Cordes coming in and playing like we know he can play takes that burden mm. off the other two boys, and then he yeah. can make that his own place. Mm. I think I think it's vital that we have that forward creativity in the middle of the park as well, because I think at really. times we know how good Robo is on the overlap in terms of creativity. We know how good Trent is; he's absolutely outstanding, world class. But the problem is sometimes teams pack the box that way and they pack the 18 yard, and the balls coming in from Robo and from Trent just don't work on it any given day. And they figure us out. So what happens is then we have to refocus and replan and go, right, well, we're going to attack up the middle this time. But for sometimes when we switch to attack up the middle, unless we have Thiago or Keita there, we're kind of avoid of any creativity in the middle of the park. And I think that's a real problem for us. So I think either he's going to have to decide whether he wants to put Curtis out on loan or he's going to figure him out. But really our only creativity there is Curtis Ox and um, Curtis Ox and Naby. And we know how inconsistent Naby is. Obviously, Thiago's there as well, but we don't know what's going to happen with Thiago. But I, I think I think the situation at the moment is screaming at the moment for a midfielder to come in, a real top-quality midfielder. And I'm thinking the likes of an Eves Basuma or a Frank Kessie. We need these guys in. We need well, an I, engine we, there we in the middle of the We definitely need to sign someone in January, in my opinion. 100% we need to sign someone in January. Yeah. I don't even care if it's a loan deal. I don't care what it is, but someone needs to come in to freshen up that midfield. I think we're okay at the back. I think we've everything more or less sorted out the back. I mean, Tamiscus has come on great this season and all. He's a proper option there for Robbo and stuff like that. Trent is fine. You know, Van Dijk is in there. Kanate is in there. Matup is in there. You know, and there's a little bit of cover. So we're, we're, we're covered there. We know we're covered in the goalkeeping stakes with Allison and with Quavin. Even though Quavin today was a little bit shaky at times, that, that sort of slip and stuff like that. But he didn't have a whole lot to do. And I don't know whether he could have done a lot for the goals or the header that was disallowed. 100% could have done. Mm. We just, we just watched it again there before we started. There's none. He, that, it was, he wasn't, Kanate could have been a bit more alert and, and slid and cleared that ball. It was there was a lot of power on that shot. I know yeah. whether he was expecting it to come straight through to your man or not, but I don't think there was anything. Yeah. If he'd have saved that, mm. you'd be talking about save of the season. Yeah. 
I think I think that's what I'm saying. I think with the midfield, I think we need to bring in someone who's like, you know, who's going to be consistently there. You know, someone like like we haven't replaced Wijnaldum. You know that guy who's going to give you 45, 50 games a season, no problem, and he's not going to break down. He's not, you know, Thiago comes in, he's electric for four or five games, might have one bad game in the five or something like that, but then he's gone. There's some sort of an injury or something happens. Keita comes in, picks up a knock, and he's gone. So we've no consistency in the middle of the park, and the answer in the middle of the park is not James Milner, Fabinho, and Jordan Henderson. That no, midfield is, time, three players who you know, I love all three of them. But it's so stale. It's so stale in terms of forward thinking. And that's when you really need a Jones or a Knox or a Cater or a Thiago or someone like that to come in there and liven that midfield up. And that's why I think, being honest, I think we'd look, I think we could get Kessie on a really good deal if we wanted him. Or we could have a look and see could we get Basuma out of Brighton. Um, but they're they're kind of two names that I'm thinking aloud. Be very frustrating now if we don't sign someone this month to, yeah. to go into that position. Surely we're not the only two people. Surely there's someone mm. more, I'm talking about Jurgen Klopp here who's looking at that team and saying that's what we're missing. We're missing that creative spark. And like I'll say now, while well, well, we talked about before before we start, uh, I'd love Liverpool fans to, who have tuned in to tell me in the comment section what they think. I would have with the way things have gone this season. With the players now that have shifted out uh, for the African Cup of Nations and with, with the injuries we have in the middle of the park, I would have took Coutinho back in a heartbeat just to have that little... We know how... Come here, look, I know we burnt bridges with a lot of Liverpool fans. You can't forget how good of a player he was. I know he went to Barcelona. Um, mm. But, like, Gerrard's obviously brought him in at Phillip because he knows what he can bring to the table. And like you said, we need someone to play 40 or 50 games. We only need someone to play 19 games. Well, well, what, 20, 16 games. Um, and like that's what we need someone for. But we need that little spark. We need that, as you said, how you know how frustrated I get. When when it's not going their way, mm. i.e. the Leicester game, and it's side to side and backwards passes, and teams know how, how we, we set up. We don't have that killer instinct or that player to come off the bench that's going to try and break through the middle of the park, that's going to put the, the key through a key, or the ball through mm. a keyhole and yeah. open up teams. We don't have that. Mm. And for me, we have to get someone in this month. If we're going to have yeah. any chance, I know it's kind of slipping away with how good City have been, but if we're going to have any chance of going on and winning the league and probably the Champions League as well, we have to bring someone in with that create, creative spark that's going to yeah. open t- teams up with, like, with a ball through the keyhole. It's pivotal. Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, maybe the news about Thiago, maybe if it is a case where he is out for the rest of the season with this hip injury or whatever it is, oh. maybe maybe that will be the spark that will go, well, right, we need to get someone in and that's it. Um, and they need to go and do it, you know. Um, but we'll, we'll, sure we'll AC Milan, I'm sure AC Milan would love to make a few bob off Kessie before he goes for free in the summer. And yeah, well, he they've offered him a deal and he's turned it down. And, yeah, and I so believe, and I believe he's available at a reasonable price as well. Like because yeah, I think with with Kessie as well, Noel, you know he he has got that bit of creativity. But the chap mm. is an absolute monster as well. He's not going to be yeah. bullied in the middle of the park. No, no, and that's that's why I put him out there. They're the only two I think of. Basuma because he's so creative and his box to box play is unbelievable. And I think that box to box play is the energy that we miss in the middle of the park at times. And I think at times we just are, we're so heavily reliant on Robbo and Trent cutting in from the wings and creating out there that I think at, at times in the midfield when they shore that up, 
we don't have that plan B to go, right, let's attack up the middle. And it was fairly evident. I mean, it was, it was demonstrated. The best demonstration of it was in the second half against Chelsea at Anfield when they were down to 10 men. We, we were clueless, you know what I mean? And we just kept on going with the same thing. So we'll see what happens anyway. Um, in terms of, let's get into player ratings. Um, kind of basic enough, wouldn't it be? No one really stood out. I think Fabinho would, would probably be a man of the match. Coy Gordon would have been up there as well. But no one really shone, shone brightly today. You know, it was a start from... We started well, you know, we were keeping ball. I think we had 83%, mm. 83% possession at one stage yeah. in the first half. But, um, yeah, KV and Kelleher, not really much to do other than that the, the that little moment that we were talking about. But other mm. than the goal, there was nothing you could really do about it. Probably yeah. around a six or a seven. Now, six. You know, yeah. I was thinking six, yeah. And that's like usually when you give a player a six, mm. it's because he's had a bad performance, but he had so little to do. But yeah, when he was called upon, like you know, that nervy little moment, and there was nothing he could do about the goal. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I give him a six. I mean, he's I mean, he's been he's been fantastic for us and stuff like that, yeah. you know. But again, I just think the week that they've had, I mean, these guys haven't even probably trained together this week. No. You know what I mean? They're literally training at home in isolation. You know what I mean? And it, it just has a huge effect. Um, but Quavian's always solid. He's a fantastic keeper, no doubt about it. And a proper number two to Allison without a shadow of a doubt. Um, Connor Bradley. I'm going to go with a five. Um, yeah. And I know I'm not going to say a five and get on the lad's case. Um, you know, he's only... He's only 18. Mm. Um, big opportunity today. I think the nerves got the better of him. We touched on him about every time he got the ball. He just doesn't seem to see the wing. It's mm. always pulling in. I don't think he's I don't think he's he's as confident as himself as we'd like him to be on his right foot either. You know, yeah. I think he just trusts the fact that I need to go inside and be on my left foot. And I think over time, I think that'll be pointed out to him after today. I'm, I'm sure analysis mm. and stuff will point out. What, what positives he did there, but I just think there was too many negatives today. I'm not, as again, I'm not getting on the kid's case. You know, he's only come into the team recently. Yeah. Um, mm. And I just think there is a big future there for him. You yeah. probably see him going out on loan in the summer, probably someone at the top end of the championship or there mm. or thereabouts. But um, I just think going forward, if he, if he wants to make an impact at the club, he's going to start, need to broaden his horizons. And you're playing with two of the best uh, wing, or two of the best fullbacks in world football. You mm. have to be going in to Andy Robertson on a daily basis saying, look, I know I'm not doing this right. What can I do to improve myself? Jurgen mm. Klopp seeing him going into Trent, Nico Williams, Andy Robertson, Costa Samiskis and asking for pointers. It's only going to instill more belief from Jurgen into Conor Bradley that he, he wants to be here. Yeah. Whereas if he doesn't, then he goes into a shell and he's looking at today's performance and thinking, well, it didn't really play well and he lets that affect his game going forward. Before you know, he's pushed out the door. We've, like in recent seasons, we've had got good young lads, and we've in past seasons where we've had like Ryan McLaughlin and stuff like that. Where I've always watched the academy set up, and I've always watched the underage teams, and same He's going to make it. He's going to make it. He's, they just don't take that little step forward, and I don't want to see that happen for Conor Bradley because yeah. I know he's from the north of Ireland. But how good is it to see Irish men in the Liverpool team again? Well, it's down through the years. It's obviously been pivotal, hasn't it? But I, I, I think, I think he'll learn from today's experience, which I think is really, really good. Um, and and if if that's all he gets out of today's game, 
that's brilliant. That's what we can expect, you know. But I do think there was there was times today where some of his decision making was just a little bit off. And yes, he is young, so we're not going to win hard on him. Um, because look, the senior players out there today, and some of them got fives as well. So it's not a bad thing, you know. Uh, Konate, five. We're talking about senior players getting fives. Um, mm. I thought positioning again for the goal, hesitation for the goal. Mm. Um, see, not a common thing with him because he hasn't really played much this season, and there has been games where he's been outstanding, i.e., the game at Old Trafford where he just tore Man United asunder at the mm. back. But, um, yeah, I just think, I think when, when Virgil is playing beside him, I, I think it takes that kind of one, like that one, one off Virgil as well, because I think Virgil's kind of it's not, it's, it's different when he's with Joe Gomez and he knows he has that understanding, and he's with Joe Matta. Come here. We all know mm. how good I'm not going to sit here and talk about Joe Matta for long, but we know when Do- Joe Gomez or Joe Matta plays, I think Virgil automatically knows I can trust either of these. Whereas Kanate mm. is coming in, not a necessarily big price tag, but mm. you know, he's going to have to settle in. He's still young. He's still There's a newness. There's a newness to him. Newness yeah. to him. And I think that when when it's Virgil and Kanate at the back, I think Virgil kind of has to tune in and make sure that he's, you know, he's. He's kind of playing for the two of them, whereas he can't just focus on his own his own yeah. game. Because if you look at the games over the season where Virgil has played with Canate, mm. it kind of takes that one from Virgil's uh, player rating because he kind yeah. of has to shift back and carry him as well. But I just mm. think a five, I just think a game like today is a learning curve. It's his first mm. game ever in the FA Cup. Yeah. You're not set up against a Premier League team where you do the analysis Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday mm. before the, you, you head off into the weekend and play them. Um, and it's just the magic of the FA Cup. But I just think, again, a learning curve. And he has a lot of learning to do. But, you yeah. know, I, thought, I, thought he, I thought he was a bit sluggish today, all right. Um, but I did. I gave him a six. Um, and I only leaned towards a six because obviously he got the assist for Bobby's goal. So I, that, that bumped him up just one, basically. But I thought his positioning for the Odo goal could have been a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I just think, I just think with Kanate as well, I think at times... At times when I see Joel Matip going forward with the ball, I know he's going to create something and I have a bit of a confidence there. I think when Kanata goes forward with the ball, sometimes he gives me the fear of God that it's going to break down and we're suddenly going to be exposed on the back foot. And that's what I that's that's the only concern I have at times. I don't think he's as good on the ball as Joel Matip is. Um, but just not, again, many, not many centre-backs in world football who are as good as Joel Matip on the yeah. ball. Like yeah, but I but I even mean, you know, when he gets into that position, you know, when he crosses the halfway line, I still always fear for Kanate that it will break down and he's out of position. And I know he's not as quick at getting back. Joe Matip crosses the halfway line with a ball as for you again, erection though. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Virgil. Um, I'm gonna go with a six for Virgil. I just talked about with there. Mm. Um he's not really been at his best in the last couple of months, let's be honest. Um, yeah. You know, he's, he is a bit sluggish. Sluggish. Now, don't get me wrong, at the start of the season when he came back in, it was like he'd never left. Um, and I just think after being out for so long and coming in and going on a long run of games, and it's it's been a tiresome season so far. And I know he's got a bit of a rest here and then, but losing a, a year of your of your career to an injury like he did was it was mm. no one expected him to come back in and be as good as he was. But I think it's shown now going into the second half of the season that, you know, it, it is taking its toll on him. 
Mm. Um, and as I said, I just think when he plays with Kanate, I think Kanate has that learning learning curve to go through. That mm. when it's Van Dijk playing beside Kanate, it kind of takes that one from the player rating off Van Dijk because I think he needs to kind of, like you said, when Matt passed the ball, we're all confident. You know what I mean? Nobody's kind of, what are you doing with the ball? Where are you going? Joe Gomez, when he plays with Van Dijk, we know how good that, that was before Joe got injured. And I just think that, for, just for the sole purpose of, purpose of when, when Canate is beside Virgil, Virgil needs to be tuned in for the two of them and not just himself. Yeah. Yeah, no, good show. Andy Robertson? Um, you you mentioned it. It was not an off day necessarily for him, but he wasn't as usual boisterous, you know, just health for leather, gun ho self. Um, I'm going to go with it. Do we do half ratings in the player ratings nowadays, or is that just no. a, a hipster no. thing? No. You, no, you can't get away with any sympathy on this. There's no half range. You can't. You're either happy with him or you're not happy with him. There's no. There's no half happiness. Ah, I'm, ha- I'm happy with him. I'll give him a seven. <laughs> no, that's a bit being a bit too generous. Come here, look, Noel. We had so much possession today. I think we'd over 850 passes. We mm. copious amounts of shots on goal. And I do think it could be down to the fact that we had so much of the ball and we were on the attack so often that when you're when players get cold and they're called into called into situations, you know what I mean? You, you kind of have to be switched on. Now, if this was against Man City or if this was against Chelsea, you're switched on for ninety odd minutes. Mm. Um, I just think the game that was in it, I just think people took their foot off the pedal. I think we once we got that toward goal, I think a lot of people were kind of. You could sense it in the stadium as well. A lot of people are yeah. just relieved because mm. it, it's happened over the years. You know, all it takes, all it takes in any game of football is a blink of the eye, and you, and you can see it. But mm. with the FA Cup, Shrewsbury had no fear today, regardless of how much we had the ball and and like the pressure we were putting on them. They, they still had no fear. Look, they went to goal up, and I think it was only when we went to goal up that we woke up. Um, but yeah, Robertson. Not really at it today. Um, just hope the knock he picked up at the end isn't anything serious. But mm. Costas came in there, nearly got him. Um, did he get the assist for the for the Fabinho the second goal? Um, it was just... his free kick in, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. But, yeah, um, yeah. A six for Robbo. Um, yeah, I think I think I think a six is a fair one. I I don't think I I think if you're looking towards a senior player, he would have been a very senior player today. I think he could influence the game a lot more than he did today. But again, you know, and we'll we'll mention this as we go through the ratings all night nearly that you know the effect of the week that we've had, the no training, not being together, and him only kind of you know getting back into it really as well. You know, he's been out. Um, so yeah, it'll take a bit of time, but I, I think I think overall this game was just a game we had to get through today. It was just look, let's get a result, get through, get into the next round, and move on, and let's see what the week's training this week brings us. Who knows what's going to happen, you know? Uh, Fabinho, man of the match, mm. um, going to go with an eight, two goals. I know he got fortunate for the se- second goal, and you know the first one was only a. Depending, I just thought he was always cold today. It's just how he went about his business. You know, you could be playing Man City or you could be playing Bottom Wood. And I think you get the same performance from Fabinho. I think the guy is like a fucking robot in mm. that position. For me, there's no one better than him um, at what he does. Um, nice to see him on the score sheet as well. Um, yeah. Only back after a layoff with the with the COVID as well. And this one thing we, we touched on about, you're going to have pun. I, I'm just going to say the two names, Jamie O'Hara and probably Simon Jordan tomorrow talking about how oh, we could have played the kids and what have you, blah, blah, blah. But guys haven't played in more than two weeks and we have a massive 
every game is massive now coming into the second half of the season. So just for being able to get that run out today and get the two goals, you know, let's not forget, like, the guy has missed one penalty in his whole career. He's lethal in front of the goal at penalties. Um, mm. So it's good to see him getting on the score sheet as well today. But I just think with, with Tyler, Tyler Martin in the team, like, you know, Imagine the, 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 the learning experience of playing with a guy like Fabinho. Mm. Um, Ty was outstanding today and he just went about his business as we know we could. He was mm. kind of the one the one senior player that, that was in the lineup that you, mm. you're not going to get it below. He's just going to deal with business. He, he, he's the one guy I always pinpoint in the team that I know we're going to have a good day if he has a good day. And he generally, he's generally an eight out of 10. He rarely drops below an eight. But what really amazes me about him is he's probably one of the best players in the league at understanding his role and his position. He fully understands it. He never shirks it. And he's always an eight out of 10. He's just an outstanding performer. He reminds me very much of Jamie Wijnaldum insofar as he's just missed the consistency week after week after week, rarely injured. Always shows up, always does his job, and I just think Fabinho is outstanding. Uh, to me, to me, when we talk about future captains, when we talk about future captains, there's there's future captaincy there, really, isn't it? In Fabinho, he's just outstanding, you know. Um, but yeah, I I, I just thought I thought he was brilliant today. I thought the penalty before half time, I thought it was clutch, and he just you know he just takes the penalty. It's a beautiful penalty that he took. Um, and the goal that he got, you know, and it was good to see him on the score sheet as well because we always say we need midfielders chipping in with goals. And when I say that, I'm not necessarily talking about Fabinho most of the time, you know what I mean? I'm talking about the other midfielders. But yeah, it was great seeing perform today. And as you said, yeah, joy for those young lads in there playing with him, learning all the time because he's one of those guys they should look to and go, he's he's what I should inspire to be, you know. Um, the young lad, Dixon Bonner, how did he not score that chance? Oh, no. yeah. Fuck me, man. How did he not score that chance? Yeah. They were talking about it uh, on the when I was listening to the commentary. I was mm. watching the video, I was watching the game on my phone, but it was on the commentary. Like, what a save from the keeper. And I was like, no, how has he not scored that chance? All he had to do was flick it over. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. uh, no, I, I, I love Elijah Dixon Bonner. I love mm. the underage stuff at Liverpool. That's probably the 10th time I've said it now. People probably be like, commenting and saying, tell him to fuck off about his love for the underage stuff at Liverpool. But mm. I know this guy is 21, but I'm just hoping now that that smell of forced team action today at Anfield, I hope that gives him a little kick in the bollocks now. And look, who, who's to know what's coming in the future regarding injuries? And that, that could be Klopp's looking at him and saying, there is a bit about him that, you know, he has got a future. Usually when you're at a big club like Liverpool and you're 21, you're kind of, reached their peak and like now it's time to move on but I'm just hoping now with the with the with getting through now in the FA Cup hopefully now two good performances against Arsenal and um, that we see a bit more of Elijah Dixon Bonner because I know what, what he's good at um, and I'm not I'm sure there's other Liverpool fans who are listening in or watching in and know how good he is and I just I'd like to think now that this is just the start of something for him between now and the end of the season that we do see a bit more of him. Um, I'm going to give him a, a seven. People might think I'm being a bit generous, but I'm just I'm just buzzing for these young lads to, to have got a sniff of the force team today. Mm. We weren't sure of what kind of lineup we'd have today, especially mm. with the game coming up during the week and like we're quarterfinals of the League Cup, you know. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with a seven for Louisa Dixon Bonner. I'm, I'm looking forward to the next name you're calling him. Yeah. Uh, next up, Tyler Morton. We've done Tyler Morton already, no? No, we haven't. 
You spoke about Torla Moynihan, but we haven't read him. Torla, yeah, we, we, we talked about, we touched on him already. Um, they just come in and effortless, effortlessly just blend into the first team pitcher like he's been doing it years. Now, I know Stevie, when he came into the first team, he made a much bigger impact because he was going in with studs above the knees and he had that fantastic goal against Sheffield uh, Wednesday, his first goal for Liverpool, where he beat about 12 of them to, to put it into, this, into the net. But um, I just think Tyler Martin matured beyond his years. He came in and how easy did he make things look against AC Milan in the San Siro? This guy is the future of Liverpool's midfield. When Henderson's gone, when Milner's gone, this guy is going to be, for me, the next Steven Gerrard. Um, if he adds a goal or two to his game, you know, he's going to just blow up. It's a but, massive um, shout. If Tyler Martin's listening to this, he'd be very happy we're hearing that now, I'd say. Because yeah, I was interested, yeah. I looked at some of the ratings today from, and some of the ratings marked him down badly. So I was thinking, you know, they didn't think that he had the impact on the game that I thought he had. I thought he was very, um, I thought he was good. Did, yeah, yeah, I thought he was solid. I thought he was solid today. And I think, I think with Tyler as well, a lot of the work that he does goes unnoticed. You know, that type of midfielder, like he does a lot of really good work that like you don't pick up on unless he's on the ball. But his movement is very good and his tracking back is very good. Um, and I, I thought he was decent today. I don't think many players had an impact on the game today, as no. you said. So I think to mark him down, I thought it was harsh. I gave him a seven. Yeah, I was going to say seven myself. Come here, this is this not me problem with all Liverpool fans. I'm like I'm like Darren now. I I no don't love having a go at players, but when look we won four one today. It wasn't a bad performance. You're disappointed to concede the goal, and I'm not mm. going to say because it was Shrewsbury. Now, I was listening to the commentary and your man doing the commentary. I don't know. I just found the link for the commentary. And he was saying that, oh, the shouts from behind us is, fuck's sake, we're a goal down. It's only Shrewsbury. It's the magic of the FA Cup. Now, a lot of teams don't believe in the magic of the FA Cup. But a lot of teams like Shrewsbury, players in the teams go into games like today and saying, cameras are on. We're playing a, cha- we're playing a-, a Champions League winning team, a Premier League winning team. Mm. There's going to be scouts from every every team in the country watching this game and probably outside of the country watching this game mm. and thinking if I go and put a shift in you know my ticket to the future could be could be in this game but what happens is we're, we're not necessarily just Liverpool fans but when when we underperform the thing like fans will get away with pointing the finger at I'll always point the finger at the big names when they don't perform mm. so if if you're talking about the ratings for Tyler Moore and I, he was, he was like, he was really down on, on the numbers. These aren't real footballing fans. They're just looking for, oh, Tyler Moore, and he, he's unknown. I'll give him a four. It doesn't work that way. You always look at the leaders in the team, the, yeah. the experienced players, and see what they're doing to help the younger lads. And I just think Tyler Moore, he went about his business today. You know, he doesn't shirk out challenges. He's not afraid. And as mm. you said, he's box to box. And mm. when's the last time we've seen someone in the Liverpool midfield at that mm. age that done that? Stephen Gerrard. Mm. Now, yeah. I know it's a big shout to say it's the next Stephen Gerrard. I also said that Harvey Elliott is the next mm. Ronaldo. And I also I also did say in the preview that I said that Shrewsbury, they weren't going to be pushovers. They were coming no. in in really good form. Steve Cottrell's a very, very good, he's well-established very, very manager. Good. You know what I mean? He's He's being promoted a number of times with a number of teams. So he doesn't suffer feels gladly and he would have loved him going to Anfield today, that challenge, you know. So I just thought, yeah, I just thought with Tyler, I thought some of the writings out there were a bit harsh, to be honest, you know. Um, next up for you, 
Kate Gordon. That's him. That's Kate Gordon. Welcome to the world. Any Liverpool fan who doesn't know who Kate Gordon is, thank you very much. This guy, Italian Oil, Tyler Martin, Kate Gordon, McCambio Frondorf, Harvey Elliott, Kevin Kelleher. The boys were in safe hands. I'm telling you, the future is Red Noel. These boys are sex with legs on a football pitch. They're absolutely, I, I fucking love watching these lads playing. And uh, that's what Jurgen Klopp said when he was asked post match about Kate Gordon. And all he said was, that's him. That's Kate. I know how good this, this player is. Mm. Everyone else knows how good he is. He's mature beyond his years. Everybody mm. at the club talks about this guy like he's been playing for years. Mm. I'm telling you, Noel, this fella is going places. Yeah. Um, Liverpool, they, they definitely clapped onto a trick when they brought him into the club. This yeah. guy is going to be outstanding. I'm just glad he got the, he got the platform today at Anfield. Mm show these fans because there's a lot of Liverpool fans who wouldn't necessarily be interested in what's going on outside of first team football I love mm. watching and I've, I've loved him, my younger brother Daniel I, I've loved for years harping on about the underage set up going, mm. going back talking about Danny Pacheco and Christian Nemeth and stuff like that when we won the FA Youth Cup with uh, Jay Spearing and Stephen Darby and stuff like that. I love all that stuff about the club. And I'm mm. just glad today, especially, I just mentioned the name there, Mel Camus, Brondorf. He only got 10 minutes at the end, but I thought for that 10 minutes, I thought he was outstanding. He showed yeah. a bit about what he can. I met him in, we were in Liverpool for that game recently, the Newcastle game. We walked into the store and I was like, mm. there's Mel Camus, Brondorf, and Mandy's young Fleck Coyle is like, don't know who he is. And I was like, you need to get switched on and start watching the underage stuff for Liverpool. Mm. You know, when you have a PS5, you can you can watch yeah. whatever you want. We don't condone illegal streaming on the podcast. This, this guy is going to be electric as well. Uh, German international, he's outstanding. But um, yeah, getting on to Coyd Gordon. I know we mm. gave Fabinho an eight and we gave, he was man of the match. Uh, Kate Gordon was an eight as well. Mm. You look, he got his goal. Everybody kind of just went about the business. I just think for a young for that young to come into a, an FA Cup game. Now, it's only an FA Cup game, people might say, but the pressure of that FA Cup magic and the joint killing, and we know what's happened before at Anfield. Um, I just thought he was outstanding today. I thought he was really, really impressive. Yeah, absolutely. 100% agree. Uh, Max Voltman? Yeah, feel a bit fit, sad for Max. I just think that... Uh, it's a bad day at the office. It's a bad day. I just think the game passed and boy, I think the airs had them up and I just think we, we were talking about saying that these lower league teams, especially centre-backs, mm. they take no prisoners. We, yeah. We've heard stories over the years of the, the, the FA Cup games from ex-players and this, this has gone back probably through the history of football. Yeah. The FA Cup, uh, these, these guys take no prisoners and I'd say they've seen him coming in a little small lad and we're like, not eat you up for breakfast, pal. Yeah, I think it's um you have to be an exceptional footballer as well. I mean, at times he was dropping deep to try and get involved in the game because yeah. I think he, I think he, the, the one thing I liked about him today is he did recognise the game was passing him boy, so he tried to drop deep to get involved. We've seen Bobby does that at times as well. If he's not involved in the game, he'll drop deep to get involved in the game, and I, I like that about him that he was dropping deep. But I think you have to be an exceptional footballer to drop deep and still influence and make things happen. And I think, as you said, as the game was going by him, I think he was trying harder and harder to get involved yeah. but as you said it just went by him so and it was game, a difficult one for him 
a game like today with the inexperienced attack that we did have, Cordis Jones, Coyt Gordon, and Max Waldman, if we if he probably had have had an experienced player in there, if he'd have had a Jota, if he'd have had a Bobby Stern, or if he'd had a Mawash Sadio, where those centre halves would be watching what they're doing and not him, he was mm. there to be swallowed up. It was like a fly trap. Yeah. And as you said, he was shown for the ball, he was trying to create something for himself, but it just passed him by. And he mm. learned from that. There's a massive learning mm. learning uh, experience today. Yeah. Um, and look, with the players that were on the bench, Klopp obviously knows there's something in the kid that he gave him the start today. And he mm. Klopp won't go in and say, look, the game passed your boy. He'll, he'll ward it differently, but he'll, he'll tell him that, I know what you're about. I know what you can do. Teams like Shrewsbury aren't going to take any prisoners. Um, nobody's going to take any prisoners when they see a kid coming in like that who was mm. un, unknown to them. So yeah. look, it's a massive learning curve. We've got another home draw against Cardiff in the next round. And I'd like to think that he will be given another opportunity. Not necessarily a start, but you know, with other players. Maybe back as a sub or something. Yeah. That that game will be around the time of our like we're heading into the, the run in now for the, the rest of the season and the Champions mm. League. So, mm. you know, he goes about his business doing what he does for the underage teams. And I'm sure Klopp will be watching what he's doing and telling them, look. I trust you. The lads around mm. you trust you. Just keep walking at it. Absolutely. Curtis, Curtis Jones. I'm not gonna have a go. I just I'm so confused with Curtis Jones. I know he's only back after a bad injury, mm. uh, the eye injury. The finger poke up down, I believe they're calling it at Anfield. But um I don't know, just some screaming out me saying he needs a season-long loan, but there's also some screaming out me saying that now he has an opportunity with Thiago with Ox being hot and cold and Naby away on international duty that the game next week against Brentford, he may start against Arsenal during the week as well, two mm. home games. So I'm hoping that, you know, we get that burst of life. We know how good Curtis Jones can be. I just, I just today, I'm so confused when I watch him at times, Noel. Mm. Um, we all know how good he can be, but I just thought today he wasn't really at the races. Um, very, very quiet. I'm going to go with a six for Cordes. Yeah, I've been around the same as six. I don't think he really sees the opportunity. Um, but as you said, I don't think many players did today. Um, but I, I think at times he excites me and at times he frustrates me. Um, but I think coming into the Arsenal game, listen, Curtis Jones against Arsenal in the Cup at Anfield. I mean, what more can I say? It's set up from for Thursday, isn't it? to really come out of the blocks and put on a performance, you know. Last time I was over there and he played against Arsenal in the Cup, he made my night, you know, and I can't say any more than that, you know, he was exceptional. Um, the last time I watched him at, at Anfield against Everton in the FA Cup as well, he made it made it a day. He scored that outstanding exactly. goal into the top corner from yeah. the edge of the box. Yeah. So we know how good he can be. And mm. like we said, massive opportunity coming up now. Jürgen mm. talked after the game about Thiago saying, very unlikely we'll see him before the end of March. And then he said, no, actually, it's very unlikely we'll see him between now and the end of the season. So mm. big, big opportunities now. We're going into the knockout stages of the Champions League. We're still in the FA Cup. We're in the quarterfinal of the League Cup. And there's still that sniff of winning the league. So, mm. you know, he needs to book the book the trend and kind of get ahead of his ways now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk, um, let's finish out, obviously, with Taki and Bobby. Uh, Minamino, I gave him a four out of ten. I thought he was shocking today. He came on a half time, get it for, gave the ball away. 
didn't really influence the game at all. It's a kind of a conundrum with this guy, isn't it? He was an exceptional player at Salzburg, wasn't he? And then he comes in. We, I mean, we seen how outstanding he was firsthand. We were sitting in the ground the night we played Salzburg, and he was fantastic pulling the strings. He was outstanding. But since he's come in, he's um he's flattered to deceive really. And and this is a guy who's had opportunities. He hasn't had a lack of opportunities. He's come in. He's played games, um, but just very frustrating at times to watch. Yeah, very very frustrating. He scored a few goals in the League Cup. Um, we we talked about team probably in the end of September coming into October, saying that the African Cup of Nations was coming up, and you know Divock and Taki like they're kind of going to be our go-to guys to get yeah. the line. Um, Divock is kind of done a bit for himself to kind of say I can be trusted, you know. Um, and then obviously got injured, but Taki so. You don't know what you're going to get. He came in today and I was like, right, you're 45 minutes to put yourself in. Chances are he's probably going to start against Arsenal because the first leg is at Arsenal or at Anfield. I don't think you would have started if the first leg was at the Emirates, at yeah. the, Emirates the way Arsenal are playing and it's got confidence through the roof. Um, but, but when 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 do you come to the point where you say, right, it's not working now, we can't really afford to give you any more chances. We, like If we're going to go forward and challenge Man City, and Chelsea, and you know, you know what I'm talking mm. about. Yeah. When when do you kind of pull the plug on it and say, right, you've been given plenty of chances. It's not working out. It's time to move on mm. because it'd be good to, to see him move on as well. Because when he came in, like you said, the light, the the nightmare there against Salzburg, he was outstanding, and that mm. was obviously when Klopp was kind of like, right, need to get this guy in. He's mm. had umpteen amount of chances, um, and is it a case of he needs a run of games? You know, the kind of get out of his comfort zone because he, he just when he's in his comfort zone he just seems a bit lost when he gets the ball mm. he just runs into dead ends it's like a common occurrence it's the same Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain it's like everyone knows how good you can be why are you still confining yourself into that little comfort space that you have mm. put your head down or if you need to keep your head up like, he doesn't seem to have that belief in himself that when the ball is coming to him he knows what he's going to do next that's yeah. the way I look at him yeah, he's not a very um, he's not a very natural player, is he? He's he's no. kind of he has to overthink everything, and of course, there's a lot of pressure on these guys as well because the minute they go out on the pitch and they do get minutes, they're trying as hard as they can to impress Klopp, so they're adding more pressure on themselves. Whereas you'll impress the gaffer more if you just relax into your game, play a more natural game, and just do the right things. Um, but unfortunately, struggling at the moment, Taki is. But we we shall see. We're gonna need him this month big time anyway. Uh, finish out with Bobby. Nice back heel. The man with the best teeth in the league without a shadow of a doubt. Best teeth in the league and no look back. Bobby is back. First thing I said to my brother when I came in was, what makes me happier than seeing Bobby Dazzler smiling? Uh, mm. I fucking love him to bits, man. When he came on, I just knew he was going to score. Mm. As soon as I seen the board going up and Bobby standing there, letting his hair grow back, he's just, Bobby's just, I could have his kids at wood. I love Bobby <laughs> for me so much. Um, great to see him back on the score sheet. Looking forward to seeing him and Diogo up, up top together. And as as we as I said, he's got a got a chance now. There's a lot of players getting a chance now with this African Cup of Nations going on. He's got a chance now where when when Sadio comes back, Sadio has to force his way back in because it's always been Mo, Sadio, and Diogo or Bobby. There's a chance here now that it's going to be Mo, Diogo, Bobby, or Sadio. We're thinking so, we're thinking that now and now. 
Mane will go on and win the African Cup of Nations with Senegal and be the top goal scorer and all. Well, you see, I hope he does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I hope that happens. And he comes. Well, come here. Yeah. Whoever's, whoever's playing, we're going to support. Whoever's scoring goals, we're going to love them even more. Mm. And I'm hoping Sadio goes off there now, has a good tournament, and finds that bit of confidence mm. again because he's really been off it this season. Um, I know he's still there or thereabouts. I think he's eight. Has he got eight goals? So he, he's he's at the top end of the, the scoring charts anyway. Mm. But some of the chances he's missing um, could easily have been sent off last week against Chelsea. There's a couple of times he could have been sent off for for some of the some of the elbows he's flinging around. Um, you know, I just hope that he finds that that what well, we know he has all in him already. Yeah. Hopefully, a change of scenery will refocus him back into the the manet that we know. You know. We we you asked me we told we said we finished off with Bobby. I'm gonna give Bobby a ten. <laughs> Fanboy and out here, big to him. Coming on and coming on and getting a goal, getting on the score sheet. I just love, I love Bobby for me now. Mm. Um, what makes me happier than when Bobby's playing well. Um, mm. There was talk that he was gonna go to Villa this transfer window. Bobby's not going anywhere. No, going nowhere. Mm. I love you, Bobby. Great. Um, I'm going to finish up. James Norris came on, so we have to mention the young lad James Norris coming on. So, and and, and McCanville Frondorf came on yeah. as well. Just it's great to see. The mm. uh, Pep Linders talked about, I think, in, at the start of December, they were talking about trans or in the summer, they were talking about transfers and bringing in places. Look, we, we'd rather have a small squad because we know what's coming through in the academy, mm. and like it's been shown umpteen times now this season. We went to San Siro and played Tyler Morton and he was the best player on the pitch that night. James, uh, you look at the bench today, like James, but Balaz- I can't pronounce him, but Balazige or whatever his name is, like there's so much to be looking forward to now. We've got today out of the way. We've got a 4-1 win. The draw's being kind of kind to us. Touch on wood, you know, Cardiff are going to be a bit of a sterner test than Shrewsbury were. But, Fixtures like this now gives these guys more of an opportunity as well, you know, and to mm. really embed themselves into the thoughts of Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. We don't have a massive squad. You know, last year it was the defence that we lost players in. The midfield coins to be a merry-go-round this year that someone's always going to be injured. Um, Sadio's not really hitting the form that we'd like him to hit. So there's chances for all these boys now to really make a statement and put the idea into Jurgen Klopp's head that you don't need to go and spend 60, 70, 80 million on someone. Not that FSG would, but you know what I mean? Mm. The talent is there. The boys need that little bit of a fucking window of opportunity and that yeah. chance. Over the years, Michael Owen was given a chance, went on mm. to win a Ballon d'Or. Steven Gerrard was given a chance, went mm. on to be the second best player to ever play for Liverpool after Kenny Daglish. You, you know what I'm getting at. You've been a Liverpool fan a lot longer than I have. Mm. Every world class player had to take that chance that they were given when the window of opportunity opened. Yeah. There's so many names in that team mm. sheet today that yeah. don't be surprised that at least two of them in 15 years' time were sitting talking about how great they've been for this club. Yeah, absolutely. Fingers crossed and touch wood, absolutely. Well, listen, a pleasure having you on. This has been our match reaction and player ratings Liverpool for Shrewsbury 1. FA Cup third round into the fourth round against Cardiff at home again. So um should be interesting. Hopefully we'll be able to pro- keep on progressing through. Bit of silverware for us, hopefully, at the end of the season on a trip to Wembley. As always, a pleasure, my friend. Till next Good time. Back, Twitter 
at session shankly if you want to contact us if you want to email the podcast the upper tier podcast at gmail.com you'll get us on facebook and instagram the upper tier and that has been our match reaction and player ratings cheers bud thank you my man